And welcome, everybody. It is BMP Weekly, episode 145. It is 26th of November, 2021. It's going to be December next week. Uh, I'm thinking, would it, <laughs> would it be December already if we used normal recording time? Because today is Friday, um, because the European Collaboration Summit happening next week. So we're recording this a bit Actually earlier. Not. Nope. So we're going to air this episode on, on the November 30th. the 30th. Yes, on Tuesday, so it's still in November, the last yeah. episode of November. Yes, exactly. Now, we haven't actually decided this yet. We're uh, just a bit of a warning for those who are watching or listening. We're potentially going to have a few weeks off uh, during December uh, timeframe. Um, uh, we haven't actually decided when we start the break. <laughs> Should we decide that as we're recording? We still have, yeah, we still, no, we still have enough time to go through it. So <laughs> there will be an update coming from us when we will stop um yeah, stay tuned. tuned. Yeah. So, but there will be a, a kind of a semi-holiday breaks. Um, I, I will be working through the holiday, but it's a bit slowing down on things. I, I think that there's quite a lot of things what we're doing, and it's good to get things to slow down. Uh, community calls are going to be executed as well, but some of them are going to be transformed to be a bit more coffee-style, discussion-style, rather than live demos, because hopefully people are having time off as well. So... Anyway, so today uh, we had a Rapep Otman joining us uh, from the Microsoft Craft uh, team, um, and really great discussion actually. She's based in the UK right now, um, and it's 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 actually we've had a really fun discussion. We talked like 20 minutes before we started recording, and <laughs> I was laughing all the time. And then so. we talked for another hour. <laughs> exactly. So. But from a timing perspective, and, and uh, let's jump on the interview. And after that, we have a, quite a small amount of articles to actually go through because there isn't that much happening between the, the Monday this week and Friday as we're recording. And, and it's Thanksgiving week, uh, so it's a slow time in the U.S. as well. But let's jump to the interview and then come back on the articles right after that. So welcome, uh, Rabeb, uh, from the Microsoft Craft uh, is it SDK team or Microsoft Craft team De in general? De DevX. 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 Yeah. Developer experiences, right? That's yeah. what DevX is. Yes. Cool. So, uh, Rabeb, can you actually talk about a bit about your role and what are you do in Microsoft? Yeah, sure. Hi. Thank you for having me with you. Uh, that's really great. Um, so, I joined Microsoft exactly two months ago now, so I'm still... Uh, Fresh, I'm still new. <laughs> uh, and I joined the graph team uh, specifically with the uh, DevX team, the uh, developer experience team uh, as a um, PM. And uh, I own a, a set of exciting products for our community and developers. Um, Do tell. <laughs> Mainly uh, Graph Explorer, so uh, it's such a, I feel privileged and honored to be trusted with Graph Explorer. It's such a great tool and uh, such a great product. Um, and then along with Graph Explorer, uh, I'll be also working uh, on uh, Kyoto, which is something uh, the entire team is very, very excited about. It's very new, just like me. <laughs> New in Microsoft, um, Kyoto is a uh, an SDK generator um, to help developers generate a tailored SDK for their needs. So they will have the ability to pick and choose what they want to see in their SDK. So um, we are really, really excited uh, to be working on that. Still in early stages, but we are working hard on that. Um, and then there are like a, a bunch of other things to make sure that uh, um, Graph Explorer and Kyoto both are uh, working properly. Yeah, 
that's actually uh, let's let's actually start a bit about the Kyoto because that reminded me on on a kind of a, the perspective is kind of interesting. You're using Kyoto as your SDK to generate SDKs, which are then used by the developers to build their experiences, right? Yes, yes. So um, yeah, so we we do have a set of SDKs with the graph. Uh, covering almost every programming language that we could think of out there. Uh, but with Kyoto is more to give more flexibility um, and freedom uh, to the developers to generate um, like maybe, you know, smaller size SDKs if that's what they need. So, of course, we we always think about the needs of developers first. And we do, um, we know that sometimes an SDK is too big for this project so we are like okay we'll give you the opportunity to tailor something to your needs that's actually a really good point so so in other words (laughs) is this the right way to think about it right imagine like in graph right so let's let's talk about graph like you have endpoints that vary from your emails and files to usage report auditing and everything in between like it's very unlikely that you would use all of them in a single app Unless you're building Graph Explorer, <laughs> right? We have typical apps wouldn't use all of it, right? So yeah. is that the right idea? Is, is that the way to think about it that with Kyoda, you can build a tailored SDK to your app with only the methods and endpoint you use so that you don't carry all the burden of everything you could do with Graph, but you actually don't use in your app. Is that the way, the right way to uh, see it? Yes, I think so. And uh, on on top of this, even like, um, you know, as you are in the development cycle, as you are still thinking things through, think about the ability to be able to test and maybe to add things and to take things out. So it's really that flexibility to to almost guide the, the entire thing, because Maybe, you know, you thought, okay, this is what I need, but then, oh, something else came up and we need, you know, to to, to expand like the scope or maybe it's too much for this. So even as you go like along and you're testing, that ability to add and keep modifying, I think that would be such like, you know, uh, such a great thing to have to to make developers' life easier. I uh, I come from a DevRel background, so my mission is always making developers' life easier. That, that's my mission. <laughs> yeah, perfect. And, and, perfect. And that's actually a really good, let's say, focus area as well, because as long as you make developers' life easier, then people will start using the platform, because uh, as long as it's easy, if it's really hard, yeah. 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 So, and the craft has done a tremendous job of of making things easier and easier. And it's great to see the the investments oh, yeah. um, and and the, how the team is growing and how the more and more endpoints are available. Me and Waldeck are, let's say, older dinosaurs who used to be implementing stuff by knowing explicit APIs to connect and authenticate and all of that stuff. And and craft for sure is is making everything so much easier. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is like 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 you you really appreciate the power of graph only actually when you have uh, been there in a past where we had distinct products each with their own APIs, and you need to do authentication to each one of them separately. You can you couldn't just like get your emails and from that the person from then their manager the reports the people on a team they're kind of like you like you would need to know from which products on three six five these 
data, the data comes, which services, which APIs, handles, how to yeah. authenticate. Yeah. It's like it's not trivial. And with a graph, it's one API, one token, one auth. And you can just like you can traverse the whole thing, which is exactly why it's called a graph, because you have this ability to go around it. Yeah. And with our SDKs, it's even easier because you don't need to fiddle with building your own requests, processing the responses, handling errors, dealing with throttling, and 20 million other things you need to take into account, right? And Kyoto makes it even better because now you can build your own SDK optimized for your scenario. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and just to kind of add a bit more even elaborating on the Kyoto case, use cases, one of the things, for example, in the, the uh, when you're writing a, let's say, a web uh, browser-based solution, one of the concerns is always the amount of uh, files and the size of the page which is getting loaded on the browser because that's impacts on performance. So again, coming back on where Kyoto can help is that rather than loading the whole graph JavaScript SDK, you would actually just load a subset. And, and that, that's actually really, very Really awesome scenario. That's actually really, well, really good. But that also, but the, the same thing applies to a server-side app. Imagine that you have, you build a function on Azure. Sure. You don't want to have always like five. You can always upscale that with memory. Come on. So. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, you don't want to have a 500 meg SDK. Sure. Everything sure. in it will. Yeah, yeah. You're, sure, you have like single purpose thing, right? So it's not just yeah. the client-side apps. Sure. Even where, like, you could think about it that at client side already has this advantage. Like, we know the concept of tree shaking, and you can already drop the code you don't use. But it's actually well, the other you know, languages like C sharp. Knows, but still, well, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> like C sharp, uh, PHP, PowerShell, C Java, like they don't have this idea even. Yeah. Like, sure. you cannot tree shake C sharp DLL. If yep. only we could do that. That would be awesome. Yeah, for now. Well, let's see. So, C-sharp 8.0. Well, I mean, whatever. Like, I <laughs> a while back, there was an article that you actually can. Like, if you really like, Twitter, you can optimize. Twitter, Waldeck said, you can do tree shaking in C-sharp. So, Waldeck is going to show this I next weekend. Hanselman <laughs> and, and did. There was, there, was, there, was, there was an article from, from him. But still, it's not trivial. It's not something we do every day. So, if yeah. we can short circuit that work and say like, hey, here you have an optimized SDK and you don't need to worry about anything else. Yeah. Problem solved, focus, right? Fo focus on your problem. Focus on the solution for your problem without the noise around that. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yes. We can finally get rid of the where it and, and of course with the craft there's a standardized way of getting the access tokens and, and all of that stuff as well. So getting that one moving in the right direction as well. So it's really good. Now and another thing that I wanted to ask Yoda is not just for graph, isn't it? No, it's an SDK generator. So in other <laughs> words, if I build my own my own API, which everybody has nowadays tons of them, because whatever systems you have, you have an API. You can create your own SDK for these APIs too. Is that correct? I think so, yes. <laughs> no, not the primary Brilliant. use case, but say that could be the the absolutely the feature as well, that's, right? So, yeah. yeah, that's actually really good as well. That's that's let's let's come back on that one in the later episode uh, when yes. uh, when we got clarified. <laughs> that's one clarified. Now, uh, let's talk about a bit about your history. Um, you are not a native UK based person, or are you? Can we talk about uh, your uh, movement and and um, the region? Well, let's say the the cultural differences as well between where you come from? 
Yeah, so, uh, so I'm born and bred in Tunisia, North Africa. Uh, that's where I spent the 25 first years of my life there. So, uh, you know, I can't just say, oh, I'm just like originally from there. I, 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 am, t- I am Tunisian, <laughs> uh, did my studies there, um, graduated with a uh, computer science uh, engineering degree. Uh, and after university, that's when I moved to England uh, for work. Um, Obviously, uh, very completely uh, different two countries. I remember when I was getting, uh, you know, getting ready to leave, my dad thought that I would be gone for two years just so to experience living abroad, but then I'm going to go home. Ten years later, <laughs> he knows it's not happening. Meanwhile, I'm still here. So, yeah, moved to England, uh, started in the... Um, the north of the country, not far from Liverpool. I uh, I was a WPF developer for um, oh, cool. family-owned business there, so that was really nice. And uh, I remember being super excited because I lived in England, but uh, the company, the office was in Wales. So every single day, I would cross the borders. And the idea of crossing borders that easily was such a novelty. Yeah. Was such a novelty. So I was like, "Oh my God, I'm crossing borders." Um, you lived abroad, and you worked even more abroad. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that. Um, and after that, I moved to where I am now in uh, Bristol, um, a wonderful, wonderful uh, city. I love Bristol. It's been home for about nine years now. Um, such a great city. <laughs> and uh, when I first moved to Bristol, I uh, joined Mix Radio, yep. which is Nokia Music. Yep. So we, we had a quick touch on this before we started recording. Yeah. I was a big fan of Mix Radio and Nokia Music, such a big fan because I it was awesome. It. <laughs> it was totally a thing in Finland, apparently. No, it was Anything. a Nokia and Windows Phone thing, uh, but you missed that stage, so it's okay. I it's okay. Phone. Never yeah. heard of it. I, I I wrote code for Windows Phone. I did. <laughs> I think cool. no one does cool. anymore nowadays, do they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then we also because um, at the time I joined, we were just exploring Xamarin, so we um, we wrote code for like more than just Windows Phone, so. Uh, I had to experience working with Xamarin in the very first days of Xamarin, so that was also quite nice. Oh, yeah. Back then, I recall like the idea to be able to write single app and expose it across multiple OSs. Like that was yep. that was really novel. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was. And um, Xamarin came a long way since that time, but also using it in the very beginning, it was limited. Yeah. So. It yeah. came with a little bit of frustration because you're like, okay, so I'm going to use this one thing and run everywhere. And then it's like, actually, no, you need to it's do it. It's not that easy. <laughs> First, but it, it was a great learning experience. And I uh, yeah. like, I love seeing products that I used also like growing kind of gives me an idea how a product grows. So I can, I appreciate that more. I think I, I get to appreciate products more when I see, I'm like, oh, I remember you four years ago. Look, look I'm so proud. Look where you are. <laughs> you were this poor, small, yeah. tiny command line tool, and now you're this big, fully fledged experience. Yeah, 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 totally. But I mean, like, we, we have the same recollection of Graph being the Office yeah. 365 unified API with yep. few endpoints. 
And now it's this family of products and experiences with tons of endpoints on REST and then SDKs and tools. And we have CLIs and PowerShell SDKs, Graph Explorer. And it just keep expanding, right? So it's basically the same thing. Exactly, yeah. Now, I, I, I need to go back on the mix radio because, um, again, I was such a big fan of it. Can you talk Big about a bit? Yeah. Well, no, 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 no. I, we need to remember that uh, Nokia had like 70% worldwide mobile uh, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, reach totally. uh, before they messed it up. But that's a separate discussion. Uh, so we don't need to. There's apparently a new TV series coming up, a, a high quality TV series on that, which is really interesting. On Nokia? Um, yeah, so the well, the growth and and uh, how they messed up the thing. It's well, Nokia does exist still, and it's big uh, and independent, uh, but it's for the network and 5G and all of that stuff. So well, it's yeah, and I mean they brought they bringing out the uh, 6310 again, right? The phone, you know, the they, yeah, they no, have they new no, additional. No. Now, they they basically sold their they're leasing their brand for somebody else to build stuff. Nokia is actually building 5G okay. telecom networks together with Ericsson, and then so it's a bit of a different world, but it's yeah. it's not in the consumer side of the house. So, well, but I've seen the other day announcement of the new phone, and I feel like if that phone su- supported the uh, authenticator app, I would totally buy it. Like, sure, it's a simple sure. phone. Like, no, no social, no nothing. It's just like okay. just one thing. Like, <laughs> yes. and like battery would take like two weeks. Yeah, so it's like like two weeks on a single yep. charge. Like. But those are actually, so they basically, Nokia is, is leasing the brand for somebody else to use the brand yeah. for the phone. So they did not That's actually right. ever. Anyway, so um, on the, on the mix radio, um, so quickly explaining, mix radio was basically personalized radio based on your preferences. And then there was a, a group of people who were selecting the, the songs and presenters in the team or a scale. Can you talk about that one just out of curiosity? So how did that work? And you you said that that team was absolutely brilliant. Yes, yes. So um, so Mix Radio is like the, the music application on the Nokia phones at the time. So that's where you listen to, to music and you have like all, uh, you know, somehow it's the Spotify at the time. So you go there, you can search, you can see list. But we also we did something where you can have like your own customized playlist. That's what I want to play. And um, something that was fascinating, well, I didn't work on it immediately, but there was work with labels. And I didn't know that side of thing. You know, music is just people you listen to. But like there was like work with labels and what music we are bringing in and um, all the music genres. And we used to have um, each Friday afternoon, we would have a demo um, once in a sprint, I think. So it would be like the demo, what we worked on this sprint and people you're demoing music, so there is music playing. And it was a big thing because people will judge you based on what you're listening to. So you need to be very careful what you play. (laughs) 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 You need to show Christmas list, right? Like when Mariah Carey. (laughs) But yeah, the, um, the, the team was absolutely amazing. I joined them as a junior developer. So we used to have a web team and then uh, we were a backend team and a mobile team. So I was part of the mobile team. Um, as I mentioned, we it was Xamarin. So we worked on 
everything that is mobile. It wasn't like separated by, oh, this is the Android people, um, etc. And I joined as a, a junior developer, but it was such a brilliant team, very skilled group of people, and um, also very helpful, such a great environment. Um, I learned a lot as a junior uh, developer, you know, and you're like just scared and you don't know things, but everyone was so helpful, you know, all the good things, like all the good things of Agile and Scrum, we did them. And then there was like peer programming uh, reviews. So, I feel like I really learned a lot about like good practices, best practices when it comes to writing code and also like the culture because they were like really good um, bunch of people. Now I'm not sure because we used to have a hat and you wear the hat when you break the build. So I'm not sure. Ah, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean, I know in the past so there was either that like the cone of shame or yeah, buying exactly. a cake. Yeah. <laughs> but it, that doesn't work when you're working remotely, right? Because that doesn't really, it doesn't have the same Hell, impact. <laughs> there will be a lot of cakes. I mean, you can. You no, 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 not the cake, but the cone, the cone of shame. So. <laughs> oh, well, I can imagine there are meetings like you're required to wear the hat in all meetings. <laughs> yeah, fair point. Maybe not just this day, but the week, you know, I don't know. <laughs> conversation is is to turn to your like partner or kids and explain honey let me explain why we have this cone in the house <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah exactly <laughs> that is the part of of onboarding like the moment you join you get this big box like just in case in case of emergency <laughs> you know like open the <laughs> yes your manager will tell you when you open the box you do not open yes, that exactly. box yet. Yes. and hopefully you will never open that what's in the box what's in the box what's in the box what's in the box <laughs> you don't want to know <laughs> Yeah, one does not open the box. <laughs> Sorry? Can you hear the rain? It started like pouring. It's pouring down right now. <laughs> yep. Clearly, the, the audio, audio cleaning is working really well. So that's really good. Teams, right? Teams has this ability to filter it out. Maybe, maybe that is that. It, it works. Wow. So that's cool. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> but but um, the reason why I wanted to touch actually mixed radio as well is that it, it from an external person perspective and me and Waldeco are also working relatively closely with the craft team. And uh, there seems to be this kind of a similar mindset. There's a lot of this kind of a growth thinking and there's a lot of this kind of a startup way of thinking uh, and it's now in the growth. Uh, pipeline and a lot of excitement, a lot of good people working in the team as well, and a lot of new recruits. Um, how how is the team working? Is it uh, is it just a is it the impression uh, which we're getting, or is it really like oh, this is so cool to be part of it? Honestly, I've been here for two months and I'm so enjoying it, and um, I'm busy. But I keep saying I'm busy. It's good busy. Yeah. Um, no, I I think and. Um, I'm gonna be honest, you know, it's one thing when, you know, you, you you know that an environment is good, but you're always like, oh, we've seen that in the tech industry. Are they really good or are they, it's like performative good. So you never really know until you are inside. And yeah. um, no, it's been amazing. Uh, I think uh, we have 
such a great team. Uh, it's a great culture where we support each other. The um, you know the amount of uh, support and help uh, people um, have been giving me. Um, it's just amazing, like how people are willing to help and welcome others. Um, I don't know if like if that's like you know uh, known, but we have this thing where if you're joining, everyone on the team would schedule uh, short meetings with you just so you know each other. It's not work meetings; it's just to say hi. So like this, this is the culture. You get to know you get to know people because you know you're gonna work with them. Uh, no, it, it's a great culture. Um, also, you, you like. Even when you see, when you look at the team, we have people from literally all over the world. Um, uh, we have all sorts of ages. Uh, we have people with, you know, different backgrounds, different beliefs, different everything. And it all works brilliantly together. And we are learning so much about, you know, cultures and like different languages it's such a great just to because you're always learning even when it's not like work related you were you're learning something someone would be like oh i'm not a, i'm not working tomorrow because it's like you know it's a national holiday in my country and let yep. me explain to you what's this holiday and historically how we got to it yeah. and as yeah. someone i love traveling and i love exploring new cultures so it's like for me that's heaven <laughs> yeah <laughs> but that that really shows the power of diversity so to say and and that's that's the beauty of the craft team which is dispersed across the world because everybody works remotely or pretty much everybody works remotely there are well you might say that everybody works remotely because you could consider Redmond people working remotely as well because most of the people are not working in Redmond, right so <laughs> Yeah, we are they are, then remotely workers? If, we, yeah. we are a distributed team. We work remotely because a lot of us are not based in Redmond. So, yes. yeah. Yeah. And that's a great, actually, great, uh, great decision as well, because then that means that you can reach out to the real talents across the world, like you, to join on the team. Uh, we're not necessarily willing to join uh, the, the headquarters or moving into the Redmond because it's, yeah. it's not necessarily an option. Um, I'm lucky, and I've been in for a long time in here. I was a long time, just a complete exception. Uh, everybody has first moved to the Redmond. Um, I was able to, I don't know still how, how and why, not but move. I was able to. Not move. <laughs> 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 you kept it under the radar. <laughs> <laughs> yes, nobody knew that I actually worked from Finland. <laughs> yes, <kidding>. quiet <laughs> under the radar. Like the guy is online all the time. He replies to all the emails. <laughs> Some say he, he, he is actually a person like I <laughs> <laughs> now actually on on that topic can you talk about a bit about uh, the remote work and how does that work for you so are you working in a twisted hours or are you how how is that working in a in a crafting um so i've been doing remote work for a few years now uh, so I like when everybody was trying you know to adapt last year and uh, you know work on their home offices it was like business as usual for yep. me you like, know? okay that is a wednesday exactly. yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> um 
I love it. I love working remotely. I think it, it just gives people so much flexibility and uh, a better life quality. At least for me, I, I do understand some people prefer offices, some people it's not even possible to work from home. But for me personally, I love it. Um, so working remotely, it's not particularly very challenging anymore because I've been doing it. Um, I think time zones, um, I'm also like, you know, I'm happy to change my working hours. And again, part of that good culture is also that everyone is respectful of everyone's times. And my, like, you know, we are aware that oh, this person is on a different time zone. So let me make sure that's a suitable time for them. So I've never like I've never found myself in a situation where I'm having, you know, to be working at one in the morning or like. 11 p.m. or anything. Um, yes, my hours are shifting slightly. So I work mainly with two parts of the world. Um, I work with uh, our wonderful engineering team in Kenya. And then I work with um, our product teams, which are mostly in the Americas, between North and South America. Um, yeah. So. I start working in the day, in a normal UK day, but I don't have to start at eight or even nine, depending on how busy I am. Sometimes I, I need to focus on some things. And then I'll be like working a little late, maybe seven, eight. And if I'm honest, like it doesn't happen every day. So I just need to, you know, just to be more organized. If, um, let's say, if I have something midweek, if I want to go out for dinner or theater or something, I just make sure it's planned and it's on the calendar so people yep. know that right. that evening I'm not available. But other than that, um, actually, it, it works great for me because it means I get to exercise, uh, I get to read. And so, yeah, flexibility on day yeah. daytime to deal with yeah. well, like one of the challenges well, classic examples from my my day-to-day uh, -day life is, is that you need to go to a bank every now and then when you need to deal with let's say financial things bank? and the banks are open between every now and then you need to be there physically uh, so well I haven't been there for years but anyway at some point exactly like, why time, would you <laughs> anyway <laughs> at some point back in <laughs> 1980s uh, so yeah <laughs> Well, but I mean, like even thing like going to a town hall to get passport or renew I your you driving get, license. You order that to home. What? Why do you go to the town hall? What? Uh, Where, which decade you're not... living in? <laughs> well, uh, you need to. <laughs> oh, that, that reminds me of a story. No, no, no. So that reminds me of a story. The last time I've been there, I think that was three years back or so. I was at the desk, and there was a uh, clerk who helped me. At some point, there's this other person, other clerk coming to, to them asking if they are in the Excel because they need to change something and, and it's locked. I was like, <laughs> and I'm not saying anything. So it's like 2019, 2018, whatever. And they are in the Excel locking it up for everybody else. It's like, <laughs> I totally understand why things work as slow as they do because if <laughs> the excel is locked like you cannot you cannot do anything like nobody can do anything right the excel is locked like okay <laughs> that's why you use access there we go so that's... <laughs> because that's better yeah. <laughs> yeah. anyway so um 
going about uh, watching the time again. I'm just checking on the on the schedule because we don't want to. We're trying to keep this under one hour, uh, but we can't just never make it because there's so much to talk about. It. <laughs> we have our guests are just so interesting. Like oh, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I mean, but I think I, th I think it is about time that we start doing something like episode one. <laughs> and then there will be episode two. Previously on the exactly. End it with a cliffhanger. So that's really good. <laughs> so next in next episode we're gonna. Anyway, We're working on so, this new cool thing on Graph Graph DevX team. <laughs> you will hear about it next time. Stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> no, you never know. <laughs> now, uh, the one thing what we wanted to also talk about is the women in IT, because um, we're we obviously with Wildeck, we're trying to help as much as we can, uh, because the, the right way of doing this in IT is it should be complete equality, uh, regardless of the gender and, and the background. Um, but you've been actually pretty active on these things. Can you, can you talk about um, that side of the work? Um, because if you're volunteering on some things. I did my background uh, search. Uh, <laughs> And then also, can you share some tips for other women who would be looking into um, moving to a career in IT? Yes, sure, of course. Uh, yeah, um, obviously, you know, being a woman myself, um, again, th there was a time that a lot of people uh, held their hands for me. And then there was a time where it was my time to to to, to help other people. Um, yeah, I've... Uh, I've been uh, always uh, involved in different activities, different organizations. Um, I worked uh, a bit with the Arab Women in Computing organization at some point, um, and I've been uh, involved with Women Who Code, which is um, a brilliant nonprofit uh, for women. Um, I'm leading the uh, Bristol chapter. It's a worldwide global organization. Uh, we've been a little quiet, I have to be honest, uh, with COVID and everything. So may maybe that's the moment I need to, to start thinking about things for uh, next year. Um, but yeah, it's um, we made so much progress, but also there is so much things that we still uh, need to do. And uh, yeah, like, the conversation sometimes gets a little bit tiring because I'm like, it's almost 2022. Why are we still talking about exactly. this? Exactly. But we still need to talk we about. We have to. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So yeah. we do have. We do have to. And um, yeah, I think it's. It will take us a little bit more time. Um, like there is no doubt about like you know woman talent and. Uh, but I think one thing is. It's not just a woman's job. The problem, I think the problem was for a long time is all efforts were coming from women. It's like, you know, women supporting women. Yes, absolutely. But the, the reality is it's a, um, you know, it's an industry dominated by males. So yep. if we do not have allies, there is no point. And so I think one of the things we started talking about in recent years is allyship. It's important that all of us, like unless all of us understand the value of, you know, diversity, and that goes beyond like just the gender diversity, yep. like, you know, men, women, we need to understand the value. If anything, what would that bring to the business? Not like... Right. First of all, it's the right thing to do as human yep. beings, but even from a business perspective, what would that bring to the business? So I really think 
We need those allyships and we need to continue on all the work that starts from broaden your horizon like no one and I like this is an argument it's like oh but are we hiring women just because they are women no no one is asking you to do positive discrimination just broaden your horizon that you could see that there are women as talented as men we all go through the same interview process we are not saying give us free jobs. We are saying give us the same opportunity to apply for the job. And yes. then after that, give us the same opportunities to get promoted, to be in leadership position. It's a reality. It's way harder for a woman to, to achieve all the things that a man can achieve. Not to yep. mention things like the pay gap. and. Yep. Yeah. Which makes no sense, by the way. It makes no sense. Why is? How do you justify that? It's just every if. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> yeah, and it's. I'm very, I'm very lucky and privileged that I don't have to deal with that. Um, yeah. You know, but it's not everyone's reality, and that's the thing. That's yeah. where we, we need to 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 keep in mind that. This is not everyone's reality and we still need to work together on fixing this because it's just not healthy. There there are a lot of horror stories. There are like, you know, there are people that are women who are feeling anxious because that's the yeah. work environment that they are in. And again, that's no good for anyone. Yeah. Yeah. That should never, ever happen. And that's actually a really good opportunity then for some companies to really step up the game and say in here, that doesn't happen um, and or, or trying to promote the, the healthy ways of working, of course. Now, something what I wanted to actually ask related on this topic, this relates on, on partly on, on something which I, we talked a lot on this with Waldeck and, and my manager at some point, because every now and then you get these things like, like uh, you get frustrated for people not being behaving badly and, and all of that. But then you realize that they're just not educated enough. They don't understand. They don't yeah. just understand. They're, it's not that they're necessarily evil, but their mind or their background has locked them to a position. And then it comes back on the education and teaching people how the, how the world actually works. Is that one of the solutions potentially to a problem, or, or how do you think about this? Um, yes, I don't. I think yes. A lot of it is um, is due to, to to education. I I genuinely don't think that anyone wakes up like the majority. No one wakes up in the morning thinking today I'm going to interrupt a woman in a meeting. That's yeah. my mission today. I don't think you know. As you said, it's not people that are evil. Um, actually. Evil people, one, they are a minority, two, they are easy to spot. So that's like the easy part because you stay away from them. It's the, what we call microaggressions because people yeah. are not even aware. So education is really important. And as you mentioned, like companies introducing things for that education, I think this is really useful. Now, I have a little bit of controversial for some people opinion when it comes to education as someone who's from a different background you know from um I'm, I'm a muslim woman as well 
I think sometimes it's easy to, to fall into the trap of requesting education from people who are burdened by the thing. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, we've seen that last year with Black Lives Matter. Yes, exactly. Like the intentions are great. You really like you are trying to learn and you you really have good intentions. But you are requesting from this person who's already dealing with this like emotional burden to free, you know, time and it's more like the, the, the mental space to educate you this is the reality we're always like why is it my job to educate you yeah you know it it is yeah it is it is a hard topic right because like i think for one it's it's very hard for someone who has never been in that position to even have the empathy to see things from the other side like like, how would it be like how is it to be a person of color or different gender, different faith? How how would it be to be on the other side? Like, I don't know. I have no idea because I've never been on that receiving end in a way, right? So like for one, it's like, it's not the same as it is for me, but I don't know how it's different. And then you need to say, okay, so how can I learn? How can I learn how other people who are affected by that experience that? And sure, it's an it's it's exactly as you say. It is an easy thing to say to go to that person and say like, "Hey, like, teach me." Yeah. But it's exactly say it's not their job. They yeah. they deal with a lot of things already. So I think for for a big part, like like the one thing that I find great in Microsoft is that the amount of um, time that we spend internally to raise that awareness to give everybody resources to educate themselves about the problems the things that are that are around us that we might not be aware of even because they yeah. don't affect us but they are there still yes. right yeah. so i guess it is definitely the first step to become aware of that 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 is that yeah. what you experience is not what everybody else experiences and then two that there are ways to learn about it more and you need to take the first step yeah, yeah. well that's it because you know most of us like it's not oh i'm not willing to help you i would be more than happy to you know to explain to you how like what's how we explain how we celebrate ramadan what it means culturally and religiously for us but i think sometimes it should as you said the first step you should be doing some effort before going to people and having these resources is super helpful for all of us and I don't like there is it's impossible for all of us to live the same experiences we are different and it's such a great thing to celebrate I wish as a humans we celebrate our differences more so by all means I don't think I don't think I would be like frustrated because Waldak is not living the same experiences as me or uh, no. And I, especially if it's something that challenging, I wouldn't want you to go through it. Why would I want another, you know, human to go through that? So I think, yeah, that's never the point. I, I think it's the empathy. It's just that point where like we are empathetic and, yeah. validating other people's experiences and this is something again going back to women in tech this is something that happens a lot it's when someone is sharing their experience and unintentionally 
we um I'm gonna use a word that I hate now. We cancel that like experience by yeah. saying, "Oh, maybe maybe you just misunderstood, or yeah. uh, maybe yeah. you're like overreacting." It's their experience. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Just yeah. listen and respect yes. that and show yes. empathy. Yes. So, it's, yeah. it's all of the, those that those are subjective feelings of that particular person. It's not anybody else to actually jump on there and then say well, and I, no 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 yeah. you can't feel that but it's like no. well but it is two ways right because there's always there is always the chance that somebody gen- genuinely overreacts because they misinterpreted your intention sure. right so be, before sure. being being defensive well. yeah. like always check like hey let's check first if you understood me as I was trying to say because maybe that is already where things went south Right. Yeah. And you can cancel and you can be offensive and and you won't change anything. Right. So start from there. And if it's indeed in, in, intentional that, yes, like this is what I said and you got it that way and that's on par. Well, then you might have a reason to react the way you yeah. do. And that's also fine. Yeah. And then, then you intentionally use the energy on the right things or bad things but anyway then, exactly. then it's not based on yeah. an assumption uh, or something so yeah, exactly is, we only have 24 hours seven days in a week and all of that and then we need to choose wisely where we spend the time so it's just, it's just good now that was a, a a a so-called rough topic not a rough topic but important topic uh but uh, a, a let's we cannot close on that one so Let's talk about... <laughs> Why not? <laughs> What's wrong with that? No, no, no. <laughs> you, you tell us where it's coming from. Why cannot we close on a serious topic? Why does it always be light? I, I, will, I will end that topic on a, on, on a good note. Um, there are a lot of good people out there. Like, good people yes. outweigh bad people. Yes. Yep. We still have, you know, steps to do, things to do, but there are a lot of good people and dependently from their, you know, gender and who they are, there are plenty of good people. So we should always be optimistic. Yes, I do Definitely. agree with that. Always, always. Absolutely. Cool. Um, that was a good, uh, good, actually, that was a really good closing <laughs> <laughs> because we are so over time uh, again on <laughs> these things. Uh, this we, week there will be no articles. Sorry, we didn't make it. (laughs) (laughs) But this one was a really, really awesome discussion. Uh, There would have been so many other questions I wanted to ask about Brexit and how that impacts and all of that. But we need to get you back. In episode two, we will talk about. (laughs) (laughs) A bit later on things. Uh, So um, and and we'll certainly stay in touch and talk about. And and it's interesting to know about more about Kyoto and all of that stuff and where we're heading and so many, so many things to talk about. But I guess we have to close uh, for this week. So, Waldek, um, any any last words from your side? So long and thanks for all the fish. <laughs> <laughs> Good old Douglas Adams. Uh, for those who yes. do not know uh, what that was all about. Um, it, uh, but anyway. Look it up. Look it up. <laughs> Douglas Adams is a... Interesting writer. But thank you, Rabeb, uh, for joining us. Really awesome discussion. Uh, great to have you here. And, and it's good to have the, the, the Christmas uh, background already in the, <laughs> getting to the right mood. So <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for having me. This was really fun. Thank you.
Cool. Thank you. Excellent. Thank you. And and right after this one, uh, we're going to jump on the weekly articles. We need to be a pretty fast on there. For which we'll have two minutes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but thank you, Robert. And, and we'll definitely stay in touch. Thank you. Cheers. Bye-bye. Thank you. Huge. So uh, thank you, Rabeb, one more time. Uh, really, really awesome discussion. That was super fun. Uh, <laughs> we went super long. <laughs> Could have actually done episode two and three and four <laughs> at the same time. But we'll we'll catch you back uh, certainly on the on the show. Uh, really good discussion, and it's it's actually great to see uh, all of the awesomeness which is coming from the Microsoft Craft team. Um, and a lot of great people getting uh, recruited um, and the investments are growing. So making it super easy for people to use the graph um, across the Microsoft 365 platform. So super, super cool. Now, uh, let's actually jump on the articles. And as we teased uh, already, uh, we had a teaser saying that we don't have that many. I think we have six articles altogether this week. <gasps> so let's actually do this. So. From the Microsoft side, um, uh, we only had one article across the, the blog posts and blog platform, which we are kind of tracking. And that was in the Microsoft Viva blog related on the Viva topics. So Matt Wolodorsky uh, from the well OneDrive SharePoint Viva team uh, is, is uh, have a series related on the Viva topics adaption and, and how to start using that. And this is the second uh, post related on that journey and really talk about the value and planning and, and what the Viva topics can actually bring in the, the company. So the different considerations and what why, where do you actually see the value of the Viva topics and onboarding teams and also the setup of things. So making making uh, stuff being making stuff being used. Start using the Viva topics. That's probably more understandable way of saying that, right? Yes. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I wasn't listening, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. <laughs> yes, I wasn't listening after one minute, so it's okay. It's okay. Now uh, let's let's move to the Microsoft 365 community blog. Uh, so uh, Arjun Menon uh, had a a new blog post here uh, related to monitor and notify M365 health using CLI for Microsoft 365. This is actually really really cool uh, and a detailed blog post uh, on the different uh, options. So how would you be using um, the CLI for Microsoft 365? Uh, to double check uh, statuses and information out of it. So that's actually really cool uh, for automating checks. Um, and wasn't it, uh, Waldek, that uh, we know that people are using this feature quite a lot actually based on the uh, telemetry, telemetry uh, on the back end? Um, yes. Um, and although we don't, we, we don't really aggregate that, that across the board, it is a common thing to use because that's the easiest way for you to get exactly what you need and find yep. the data that you need as opposed to get everything, right? So especially in scripts, this is very a common way. And it's the same way that you would use in the Azure CLI, right, to query the data that you need, right? So yep. this is definitely a popular way to work with CLIs to give you the data that you actually need. Yeah, and, and by the way, I have to be super clear on the telemetry and instrumentation. We do not track the information, what is getting uh, called, uh, but behind of the scenes, we are adding a header. Uh, so whenever the call is coming through, uh, there's a, a stamp basically being said, this command is being executed, um, that's it. So, uh, because that's yeah, happening it's just behind kind of name, the not parameters. So exactly. no URLs, no titles, no descriptions, no no values you put in other than yes. the command name. Like, 
Exactly. Somebody re retrieved a site. Yeah, that is exactly. It. But it, that's that's important for for all of the the uh, designing and import uh, the understanding what are the commands which are being used, what are the ones which are not being used, uh, and it's quite a typical way of of detecting that level of an information. Um, and by the way, all of that is open source, of course, and, and available in GitHub how that's being done. Um, but really cool stuff. Uh, so basically, uh, double checking the status and ensuring that the the email sending is working uh, and double checking the workload, uh, the individual uh, status of the workloads as well. So really, really cool stuff from Aryan. Now, uh, cool. So let's actually get in here. Uh, Anand uh, Raghav had actually a, a community call uh, a demo on this one yesterday as well. Uh, yesterday being the 25th of November at Thanksgiving. Uh, but Consistency is the king, so we did execute the community call because Thanksgiving is only US-based. So, um, but basically, this is really about talking uh, talking about the fact that you're creating a event page, which has then SharePoint Spaces and uh, list formatting and all of that in place for a cool-looking presentation. And if I remember correctly. It's all about how do you build this kind of an event page where you are then able to track uh, what kind of uh, events and what kind of sessions, and then having a value and using the, using the, the SharePoint Spaces as well, and how do you build this kind of a list formatting definitions. Uh, the demo is really good as well, so you want to check out the recording uh, from that call as well. Good. Um, then we had a um, latest Microsoft 365 developer podcast uh, with Microsoft News November 2021, uh, so with Paul and Jeremy. And this is really covering the latest news, which we had an announcements from the Ignite and what are those means and having a discussion on that. So uh, really good uh, podcast to actually subscribe as well. On top of the weekly, which you are watching or listening right now, right? Um, and then we had a blog post from uh, Liam Clearly. I just, ah, <laughs> my tongue just doesn't do this. Clear, clearly, clear. It clearly doesn't do that. <laughs> it clearly doesn't do that. It just doesn't clearly do that. Wow. It's Friday. So, hey. Liam just get, gets from us like every time the most exposure in the articles because. That, that, is, that is absolutely true. Yeah, that's, that's the, anyway. So, and there was the latest version of Microsoft Craft PowerShell SDK 1.9 released. Um, and as a Microsoft, we didn't do a proper announcement and a blog post out of, out of it, uh, which we need to for sure improve. Uh, but Liam had an update uh, from his blog post uh, related uh, that is available and referencing then the, the assets in the GitHub. So, where and the PowerShell gallery, of course, because you can get it into your installed from a PowerShell gallery. So, really good stuff. Thank you, Liam, on that one. And, and some of these years, maybe in next five years, I will learn how to pronounce it your last name properly. So. Liam Cleary. Liam Cleary. 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 Yeah, there you go. Cleary. 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 Yeah. Cleary. Yeah, there we go. So, learning. Good. Um, no idea what's the problem there. Um, <laughs> Now, Paolo uh, is, is being insanely consistent with his uh, PSS Tech Bytes, episode 182. And this is really around the navigation in adaptive card extensions. So, building Viva Connection adaptive card extensions and then add the navigation options uh, on that one. 
really, really awesome series as well. Uh, so uh, walking through the individual bits and pieces. And, and the, the good thing about uh, Paolo's videos are always that they're uh, easily, the length is easily consumable. So they're spot on particular thing and then you're able to understand well when you're searching something in a google or in bing or in bing um when you're googling bing um then uh you can actually find potentially the answer to your question with the videos it boogles my i mind i i do i i boogling all the time so uh, to find the answer on my questions boogling we'll, yeah. we'll start a trend on this let's google together yes that sounded bad. Anyway, <laughs> and then uh, Daryl <laughs> Webster had a, a really good uh, uh, well video. We kind of touched this topic a few times already, uh, but uh, in the recording 365, there's a new blog post related on learn how to use Microsoft Loop with me. Technically, Microsoft Loop is not actually out. So we're using the Microsoft Loop component types um, and dynamic components. Uh, the Microsoft Loop is a product or a, a application which was basically announced yeah. in Ignite as a preview. Um, so that is not out. But some of the technology behind of the Microsoft Loop concept uh, is already available um, in the Microsoft Teams and, and, and a few other areas. So you can already take advantage of them uh, to create live components. Uh, sorry, to create live documents uh, with the live components. So is that the right way of saying that? Yes, all, although it's like live documents. So what are we talking about? I think it's just like you create loops and they're always up to date. And whether it's a table sure, or sure. a checklist yeah, or a yeah, to-do exactly. list or well, your a custom thing. Yes, yes. Yeah. It's not a capture of moment of a time which is send an email. It is actually a live uh, component which is kept in up to date. Uh, as people are editing that, you will see the edits also in your email or wherever you're uh, adding the component yeah. into. So really cool stuff for sure. Awesome technology. Uh, so, but that's it. Uh, so not that many uh, articles this week. But it's the Thanksgiving week, and we're heading to the holiday season gradually, uh, so we can expect uh, things to slow down as well. What's happening this week, Waldek? Anything interesting? For well, this week is almost done. Like I have a few yeah, hours left, so I'm, this week is, okay, is, next is week. almost done. <laughs> next week. Next week. Uh, good stuff. I think primarily. So there are a few new ideas I'm bouncing around internally to try to see, like, hey, would it make sense to do so? If all is well, you will start things coming out in a few months, nothing directly immediately now. So that is the one side. Another side is we just released a new version of CLI for Microsoft 365. We haven't announced it yet. Uh, the Well, by the time you watch this, we should have. The release notes are being working on as we record this now on Friday, November 26th. And the most noteworthy change is, and I think that's, that's also the most immediate change you will benefit from, is the added support for upgrading SharePoint Framework projects to the newly released version 1.13.1, yep. which came out earlier this week. Tuesday? Um, I think it was Tuesday yeah. when I pushed the button. Yes. I didn't push the release button to NPM, but I pushed the social media buttons. So. Exactly. Exactly. So all of that is fresh, and we are there to support you in the uh, the upgrade steps. Um, other than that, we're working on new versions of CLI. Working as as we said, then the next time we're working on new types of commands that we think are going to help you working with or, or bringing your existing apps to Microsoft 365. So more about that uh, shortly. 
Um, and that would be it from my my side. I know next week, so the time when this is out, you are in Germany, if all is well. I'm in Germany, yes, uh, unless there's a last-minute changes on that, which it doesn't seem to be the case. So the European Collaboration Summit is happening Monday to Wednesday. Uh, so I'll Ooh. be flying in on Sunday uh, because there isn't that many planes <laughs> flying. The flight leaves at like 7.30 in the morning. That's on Sunday morning. So, yay! Ah. <laughs> you gotta do what you gotta do, right? But it is, it is, it is cool. It is exciting because this is a first event of that scale in person in a long time. Sure, space, right? it's, it's actually exciting, and it's pretty. The anxiety levels are pretty high as well. So it's not simple. It is. It's it, not just it, exciting, yes. <laughs> and it's not just the, the it's not just the COVID situation. It's also in general the oh my actually going back on the in-person meetings and in-person events and all of that stuff. And yeah. uh, hey, so it's it's interesting. So yeah. Yeah, it is. It will, it will it will be interesting to hear from everybody how they experience that and how I think like to to me it fe- it feels more like it's gonna be a big get together yeah. like seeing yes. everybody whom we haven't seen in a long time and I mean I won't be there unfortunately but for everyone else from what I hear it's gonna be exactly that it's gonna be yep. getting together getting to see in person folks whom you used to see a lot and then we haven't in two years so yep yep. That is true. That's true. Well, we've been seeing each other, but not really in person. That's not in person. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, which is which is of course still a difference. So, um, but yeah, so it's interesting. It's going to be uh, interesting to see. So we and we have on Monday we have two workshops at the same time, which is interesting. Uh, and talking in Tuesday and Wednesday as well. Two tells. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just gonna split myself in, in two different workshops, which is interesting as well. But it's it's balancing out with the uh, with the situation. From some countries people can fly over and then we needed to do some right. adjustments and that doesn't make the life easier. But hey, so should be good still. So really good. Yeah. Um, and then we got the one yeah, one point thirteen went one went out this week. We should be getting the beta uh, for one point fourteen out relatively soon, most likely next week. So we'll see. Um, I'm out, but uh, well, not out, but still, uh, I think we can push that one out still next week. But we'll see. Anyway, Woo-hoo. I think that's it for now. So thank you, Waldek. Thank you, uh, Rabeb, one more time. That was a <laughs> really fun discussion, uh, so for sure. Um, and we went way too long on this one. So we're trying to again squeeze, squeeze, squeeze. Um, so. We won't be offended if if you played the episode on one and a half speed. <laughs> that that is good. That is good. But thank you everybody for this one. And and next time will be in December, which is really very really cool. So, <laughs> but see you like, in December. <laughs> see you in December. Well, depending on if you're watching this. Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> or listening. Anyway, there is no time. Yeah. Yeah. See ya. Time later. Bye bye.